I'm Bill Polinick. This is Tales from Wild Bill's Ranch, the pilot podcast, episode one, a story about our family's dining room table. I have often wondered why some furniture stores that advertise on the radio make their ads sound like they are advertising a drag race or a rock concert. After all, they're pushing upon us items we as families spend our most intimate moments around. And the stores utilize famous Monday holidays like President's Day, Memorial Day, or Labor Day to deliver these messages multiple times a day. Why they don't take a more subtle approach versus the smell of burning rubber and screaming guitars is something I've pondered for many, many years. This is the story of a dining room table that has been in my family for over a half century. Growing up on a 5,000-acre North Dakota cattle ranch in the 60s and 70s certainly had its share of benchmark moments that stand out in my memory bank. When I say the 60s and 70s, I mean the entire decade of the 1960s and nearly all the 1970s. I was born in March of 1960 and moved off the ranch in 1978. In 1969, my parents decided to build a brand new house. As you can imagine, watching the workers construct what was to be our new home was a pretty big deal for a nine-year-old. I watched every single phase of the construction and most likely drove some of the workers just a bit crazy. During the construction phase that summer, I also suffered an ear infection along with a pretty nasty fever. So I wouldn't miss any of the work being done on the new house happening just up the hill. My mother parked the car nearby, and I snuggled into the back seat with my blanket and continued observing the hammering, sawing, digging, and everything else that goes with building a house. Upon completion, the task of making the house a home became my mother's passion, and so it began a major highlight in her life up to that point. New furniture was bought, unpacked, set here, then there, then back over there, and then over here once a decision was made as to where it should permanently stand. A new dining room set was purchased from mom's favorite store, Hanson's Furniture in Bismarck. My parents took their pickup truck and made the 300-mile round trip to the capital city and picked up the set. On the way home, they decided to stop for dinner. And while they were dining inside, no doubt conversing excitedly about continuing to create a home, thieves felt they needed the dining room chairs more than mom and dad. A report was filed, and to this day we have no idea whatever happened to the chairs that never made it to the new house on the ranch. The new table then sat in our dining room for several months with no chairs around it. Finally, mom and dad came to terms with being robbed, New chairs were purchased, and the set was finally completed. There were many happy times spent around that dining room table. Aunts, uncles, cattle buyers, Father Michael Babersky from St. Demetrius Church, grandmothers, my late older sister Beverly's friends, the man who would be her husband and the father of her two oldest children, many, many individuals who are no longer with us experienced joy while dining on Mother's fabulous meals at that table. And the meals. Oh my gosh, the meals. My mother was a fabulous chef in her own right, and she followed the tradition of her sisters and sister-in-laws, 
her mother and mother-in-law, when upon complimenting them on the meal she worked so many hours to prepare, they would respond with, well, it wasn't quite like it should be. The years went on, the ranch was sold, and my parents moved into town. Most all their furniture went along with them. Of course, this included the dining room table. The list of individuals who would spend time around that table sharing meals and jovial rapport grew and grew and grew. My father passed away suddenly in 1981. We all mourned around that dining room table while planning his funeral. The table then followed my mother to another house on the north side of town, then on to a condominium, and on to what would become her final home where she would live for 20 years before relocating to an assisted living facility, then on to a nursing home. In 2004, our entire family would gather for what would be my sister's final Christmas on earth. Both leaves of the dining room table were put to work. A traditional Ukrainian meal was enjoyed on Christmas Eve, while Christmas Day brought a feast fit for kings. It was a grand occasion. That spring, we'd gather around that table once again to mourn and plan a memorial for my sister, who died in her mother's arms on Mother's Day 2005. The dining room table was also my mother's desk. It would be here that she would write histories newsletters, and countless articles for the most dignified journalistic entities worldwide. It would be at this table where she would play her swan song, a book titled Ukrainians in North Dakota. This book was delayed by a house fire in 1997. That is another story for another time. When I would stop by to visit mom at her house, she'd ask if I was hungry and I'd say, sure, I could use a bite, expecting maybe a sandwich or a bowl of soup. Oh, no. She'd follow up by assembling a nine-course meal, which would absolutely drive me crazy. This happened quite often, and to relieve myself of the frustration of this, I would tell myself that no matter how many meals my mother fixed for me over the years, whatever that number was, I would go to my grave wanting just one more. And when I would stop by her house, she would ask me if I could take a look at her dining room table. Over the years, the legs became loose and the table was secured from wobbling by an old copy of the Reader's Digest propped up underneath the legs. She would ask me to do this several times over the last five years. Each time, I'd annoyingly say, yeah, sure, Mom, I'll get to it one of these days. Mom is now 90 years old. She suffers from Alzheimer's disease and occasionally does not recognize the face of her own son. We sold her house this fall. Her belongings have been distributed to grandchildren and friends. What's left is being stored in our garage in town, our garage at the ranch, and a rented storage unit until it all inevitably runs its course. The old dining room table is now a half century old. I decided to take this table to the home I share with my bride, along with two golden retrievers and a chihuahua. Before I set the table in its current location, I tipped it on its side. And with a Phillips screwdriver and a crescent wrench, I secured the large legs, set it back up, and it is now as secure as the day my parents purchased it. Rather than live with the guilt of not having tightened up the legs on that table the nearly half dozen times my mom asked me to, I look at it as one of the final lessons my mother would ever teach me. I now sit at that very table, wishing my mom could fix me 
just one more meal. If you enjoy stories like this, I suggest you check out I Like That Story, produced by my friend Jeff Gould. Go to ilikethatstory.net. I'm Bill Polinick. Thanks for listening. See you in the future, if not in the pasture.